Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, March 10th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tiamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, at the time that we are recording, they are probably just now getting ready this very minute to raise the curtain on the first preview product or preview performance of Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical over at the Stephen oh, yeah. Sondheim mm-hmm. Theater. Yesterday, they released, I guess they had to do it yesterday because uh, otherwise it would have been for naught, the first look at Rob McClure in the makeup uh, thanks to Entertainment Weekly. And I got to tell you, I'm a little frightened. <laughs> uh, they they had a mailer. To, wasn't that the same thing that they just released? Because I got the mailer like three I, or four weeks ago. I did not get the mailer. So I'm just going with the little symbol it has on the picture that says, first look, Entertainment Weekly, even though Entertainment Weekly is now a monthly pub- publication. But it is a... Um, not not the sweetest, most soothing look. It's a little frightening. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Maybe it's just me. But one of the cool things is, is that um, in the article, they do say that he has a quick change of 18 seconds. Which, Wait one second. Yeah. He, Mrs. Doubtfire looks like Pierce Brosnan. Does kind of look like an old Pierce Brosnan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, I mean, it's just so obviously not real. But anyway, it's um, an 18 second one. I mean, we saw some pretty quick, uh, um, quick changes for um, Santino Fontana and Tootsie, but he wasn't putting on a new face, mm, yeah, and and a new body because Euphigenia Doubtfire is bigger boned than Rob McClure is. So there's uh, a fat suit and a whole face to go along with what Santino had to do to get into the red dress and the wig and stuff. So um, either way, I hope the show does well. It might give me nightmares, though. Yeah, uh, I can I can see the that where the nightmares might come from. Sure. Uh, you know, those kids, the, the, the kids that are embracing Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh-huh. I don't know. That, that's uh, it's it's troubling at best. <laughs> it was it was a run by fruiting. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to have uh, we were supposed to have uh, Ashley here tonight. Uh, and we want you to know that uh, Ashley has not caught the coronavirus virus. And she, she'll not I that we know she, of. not that we know of. And sh- she'll be back. She'll be back tomorrow, I think. Um, yeah. She just got she got, just got tied up. But uh, friend, friends and family of Ashley and fans of Ashley, uh, um, uh, do not do not fret. She'll she'll be back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I was thinking uh, maybe, in fact, um, you know, she is camping out at uh, the theater to see perhaps Hillary Clinton as she Ooh. is coming to deliver the keynote address at Woman's Day on Broadway. This was quite the coup. This was awesome. I mean, I saw this come across on the email and I went, oh my God, that's brilliant. I love this. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Yesterday it was announced that former Senator and Secretary of State and current Broadway stage door aficionado. I don't know. I mean, I think she's, she's going into Chicago next month. <laughs> she's like that repeat attenders documentary mm. that's coming out. Um, yeah. Hillary Clinton will be delivering the capstone speech at today's event, which is being presented by Disney theatrical. The third annual women's day on Broadway will take place at the new Amsterdam theater and will include other speakers like Celia Keenan Bolger, 
uh, Mandy Gonzalez, Katori Hall, Lashans, Lucy Moss, the co-writer and co-director of Six, uh, Leslie Papa, Diane Paulus, Elizabeth San- Stanley, Sonia Taya, and more. Uh, I know former Tell Me More guest Deep Tran will be moderating a panel that leads right in to Secretary Clinton's speech. So that is very cool. And James, this has become one of the highest profile events on Broadway every year now like the 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 thing that you you know it's not the uh, an opening or anything but it's starting to become as important as uh, for very different reasons as the um easter bonnet or the um uh no what's the 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 flea market and stuff like that mm-hmm. because of 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 uh programming like this and to get Hillary Clinton on like you said is is brilliant and is so perfect. Now, we just need to get her into like a full-time theatrical role of sorts. I I don't know what that is. Maybe getting rid of Charlotte St. Martin. President I don't of the Broadway know. League. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no offense Charlotte who got an article of mine taken off Broadway World, but um <laughs> I, I'm all for it. I mean, look. Is Charlotte St. Martin speaking at the event? Do you know? Not not that I know of. Because she is speaking at a uh, paid event for Cranes New York. So uh, very interesting that she'll be speaking at a paid breakfast where you pay $500 for breakfast to hear Charlotte St. Martin talk about Broadway. I have no comments. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but maybe, you know. Certainly, Hillary's not going to become the president of the Broadway League, but perhaps she could be the ambassador to Broadway or something like that. I would love that. Make her the official secretary of Broadway. Yeah. I like it. Something like that. I'm good. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm done. It's official. Excellent. So, yeah, this is a very, very popular event, the Women's Day on Broadway, just in its third year. Is This is the third year, right? Correct. Um, and... Uh, Certainly long, long in coming because uh, as two dudes speak to you on this podcast, we are not representative of Broadway. Broadway is represented by, you know, is it 75% well, women or, you know, ticket buyers, ticket buyers? Uh, it's, it's, I think it's closer to like uh, 55 to 60%. But in terms of the people who make the decisions, we probably are pretty representative, Other, you know, which is sad and it shouldn't be the case. No, no, absolutely. I think the ticket buyer is is higher than that. I think the ticket buyers are in the high sixties to low seventies. Women, okay, maybe uh, I get that wrong. Uh, th- those are the decision makers, and and that's it. without ticket buyers, there is no Broadway. So uh, take it from us. It is such an important thing that the Women's Day on Broadway uh, is happening here, and uh, hopefully we'll get to. Um, cover a little bit more of it tomorrow when we hear what some of the speeches were about. Let's move forward into last week's Broadway grosses. How did we do? Well, speaking of nothing happens without ticket buyers, um, much like everything else in the world right now, James, the coronavirus has caused quite a bit of confusion amongst folks in the Broadway sphere. Some are sounding the alarms of the imminent death of Broadway, while others are seeing things in a little more positive light. Philip Baroff from the uh, from Broadway Journal, his headline for his grosses story is Coronavirus Slams Grosses. And his point is true that the grosses are down 12% from the corresponding week last year. But 
they're actually up 2% from last week in total. And they only added um, uh, two shows and some of those only played a handful of performances. But in total, the main stem brought in $26,700,956. Not only was that up 600K from last week, but attendance grew by 4% as well. So it's not that the coronavirus is keeping people away. It's just that it's keeping ticket prices down. We'll get to that here in a second. Also, when compared to this week last year, the attendance was only actually down by little more than a quarter of a percent. And other than last year, 2020's 89.68% attendance is the most on record since 1996 when the grosses that I have access to begins recording. So, yes... The ticket, you know, sales is down significantly from last year, but the number of butts in the seats is actually at a near historic high for this week of the calendar. So it's not a great week, obviously, as Ain't Too Proud, Moulin Rouge, Frozen, Jagged Little Pill and Tina the Tina Turner musical all posted their worst weeks since their respective opening nights. But the dip is not as dramatic as Borov's piece would like you to believe, in my humble opinion. Instead, James, to me... It was probably probably more about the fact that seven shows played their entire weeks in previews and Girl from the North Country did half of its week in previews. And producers are probably willing to be a little looser with discounts and cheaper tickets right now because of the scare of coronavirus. And so they want to keep people in seats. So there might be allowing um, those discounts to spread a little further, more tickets available to those, maybe lowering the premium tickets. Um, so I see this more as a reflection of dramatic pricing based off what's in the news, actually, uh, rather than actually people being afraid to go out in public. But anyway, let's get into the numbers now that I'm done processizing. Um, only 10 shows saw week-to-week increases, but nine of those were shows that were already open, so their rises can't be explained away by an increase in performances during previews. Hamilton led the way at $2,688,721, followed by Moulin Rouge, West Side Story, Wicked to Kill a Mockingbird, Tina, The Lion King, Hadestown, Beetlejuice, and Aladdin, all in seven figures. The... Shows and previews were a bit of a mixed bag, first with the good. Six did 884878 bucks in a full eight-show week. Company did $779,588 in six shows. And the Lehman Trilogy was at 188000 for just a single show. Now for the bad. The Minutes did just south of 420000 in eight performances. Diana pulled in just $376,471 in six shows. Hangman grossed $357,100 in seven performances. And Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf did just shy of three hundred forty-five k in six shows. Now, James, I think we will absolutely see a coronavirus-related downturn at the box office as the spring progresses. And it will probably start happening. We'll probably really start to see it a week from today when the grosses come out next Monday, when we're talking about them next Tuesday. Uh, But despite the fact that according to um, a Broadway League statement, they are increasing the cleaning protocol in all theaters to go along with their fancy new hand sanitizer dispensers. And as they said, Broadway is still open for business. So uh, interesting, jagged. Uh, is it, what are they in the eight hundred thousand range? Uh, just barely eight thousand uh, eight hundred one thousand six hundred seventy one dollars. Wow! So uh, 
Interesting to me because I, I really thought it was going to be doing much better numbers than that right now. Oh, and really? Yeah. I, I, that's higher than I thought it would be doing, um, but that's just me. Uh, well, I mean, before opening, before just on word of mouth, I thought it would, it, it would be in the Million Dollar Club, but certainly the reviews didn't sustain the, you know, that type of thing. Um, but the hand sanitizer thing, it, are, are the Schubert's shoot? Charging nine dollars a squirt? What? Is... <laughs> uh, probably. I don't. I don't, um, I don't know. Um, I, I will say for Jagged, premium, t- premium ticket holders get. Uh, yeah. You know. Well, they get one squirt. The second one they charge for. Okay. Um, uh, Jagged has had um, five five of the ten weeks of 2020. They've been north of a million dollars, and and this is actually only the second week less than 900k that's much better than i thought it would be doing i did not expect this show to do very very well uh, to be honest with you this is a, a, a much better output from them in terms of the receipts than i anticipated so good for them i suppose uh the increase in cleaning protocols does that mean that they're putting porters in the restrooms and making people wash their hands uh, yes but you have to tip them and uh they will probably be collecting all of those tips and then pooling them together. No, I, I think they are just going to make sure that overnight the theaters are especially cleaned um, to make sure that anything that happens, um, any germs that are left there from one audience is not transferred to the next audience. Okay. All right. What do we have in show and casting news? All right. First up, the new Shaman and Whitman musical adaptation of the classic film comedy, Some Like It Hot, will have its world premiere next spring at the Cadillac Palace Theater in Chicago, we learned on Monday, featuring a book by Inheritance playwright Matthew Lopez and directed from gazillion time Tony nominee and Tony winner, winner Casey Nicola. It will obviously feature music by Mark Shaman and lyrics by Shaman and Scott Whitman. Um, it will be running next spring, March 2nd through April 4th. Interestingly, also scheduled for Chicago just a few months later is the Devil Wears Prada musical world premiere. From July 13th, well, we'll get to that. Okay. From July 13th <laughs> through August 15th, if both of these things end up happening, and that is a very big if at this point, uh, it would be a pretty fun few months of premieres for Chicago theater fans. Um, both of these shows are still up on websites, Chicago theater websites. How long that'll last? I do not know. Okay. But. Going from the second city to the capital city on Monday, it was announced that Michael R. Jackson's musical, A Strange Loop, will next play D.C.'s Woolly Mammoth Theater. After a sold out run at Playwrights Horizons in New York last year, the show will look to head to Broadway after its run in Washington. But they are stopping short of calling it a Broadway bound production, just quoting Jackson and the artistic director at Woolly Mammoth saying that they hope that the show eventually makes it to Broadway. However, one bit of news we did get via tweet is that the star of the show's off-Broadway run, Larry Owens, said that he will not be able to continue with the show in D.C. because of film and TV commitments. I think it's a long shot for this show to make it to Broadway, but if it does, I can't imagine them doing it without Larry Owens, um, who absolutely deserves the opportunity to take this show to Broadway. And finally, James, yesterday it was announced that the annual 24-hour plays program will have their first ever taping of the 24-hour plays, colon, 
live pl- live podcast exclamation point at the green space at WNYC on Monday, March 16th at 8 p.m. The first four episodes of the podcast will feature Cecily Strong, Richard Kind, Colin Donnell, Larry Owens. There you go. He's busy. Seth Radetzky and more stars yet to be announced. David Lindsay, a bear, Lauren, Yee, Mac Rogers and Shara feet will write those four uh, first episodes, additional cast members, hosts, and musical guest will be announced later. Now, James, at first, when I just saw the headline and I didn't read it through thoroughly, I thought that it was saying that they were doing a live podcast for 24 straight hours. Then when I realized that this was through 24-hour plays, I understood that what they were actually doing is creating and writing original fiction podcasts and then performing them 24 hours after they first met. But now that we've been doing Today on Broadway for four years... What do you think about transitioning to doing 24 hours of live pod, live podcasting seven days a week? So yesterday I talked about how important you were to the success of Broadway Radio. And uh, I was ready to take it to the next level and say, Matt, I need a 24-7 Matt channel. You know, I mean, uh, it's going to be the most boring thing you've ever seen but or heard. Uh, but sure, if there's if we've got a sponsor and patrons, let's do it. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's interesting because I've talked to a number of different people about what we should do with uh, Broadway Radio's archive, and certainly we can broadcast twenty four seven in a streaming format for folks who want to drop in and listen to the stream. Uh, and uh, that, that that's a possibility because we have enough. We have. Thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of content. Yes. So, uh, Boy, do we. Yeah. We totally so Spotify, do. hit us up. We are willing to sell for whatever you paid for Gimlet. Yeah, I was just going to say 50% of Gimlet, as I'd go for. 50% of Gimlet. And, uh, what, were they, and what, were the, what was that number? Do we know that number? $350 million? Okay. I, I mean, I'd even, I'd even go 47%. <laughs> and, and on a more serious note, uh, I, I, I neglected to uh, thank somebody else who was really, really, really instrumental to uh, Broadway Radio's success um, it, it are the listeners. You know, we, yes. you know, we were just talking about without ticket buyers, there is no Broadway. Without listeners, there is no Broadway Radio. And and it's and it's uh, listeners who are able to contribute via Patreon and listeners who are able to contribute uh, in many other ways in helping us uh, reach different audiences and retweeting us and and recommending us and writing good five star reviews on iTunes and all those other people that are out there. We could have never done this, and certainly there are other. Uh, podcasts out there that uh, that are all you know we're all part of this big podcast family, but uh, the the fact that y'all have stayed with us for so long is really really means a lot to me. And um, and while I couldn't have done it, uh, you know this uh, broader radio wouldn't exist again without Matt, but it also wouldn't exist without the listeners. So thank you all so much. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm tearing up a little bit. I just got <laughs> dabbed the tears away. Um, all right, thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. 
And my name is James Marino from BroadwayVideo.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us. And uh, be in touch with Hashley. Make sure that Hashley is okay. And, and I think Hashley and Matt will be back and talk to you tomorrow. Hashley? Hashley, like hashtag? Okay, hashtag Ashley. Hashtag Ashley. <laughs>